Oh my gosh. Those sirens were so loud. Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Chavtes of Masechta Erevin. Daf uh, 29. Uh, Lemaise is just really talking about different stuff you can make Arabs with. Um, apples, wine, vinegar, onions, olives. I wrote bear, but I meant beer. Um, dates. And then at the end we talk about a little more advice from Abaye's nurse. Remember that from Masechta Shabbos? Uh, let's get started. So, where are we again? Tafchavtas Amud Aleph, about seven, eight lines into the page. Amar Rava. So, Rava says something very interesting. Hareini kiven azai b'shukei tveria. I am like ben azai in shukei tveria. There's basically, you know, like on Reddit, sometimes they'll say like, ask me anything. That's essentially what Rava was saying. Ask me anything. I am like ben azai in the market, in the markets of Tveria. Apparently Ben Azai would go out, he was like really, really smart. Right? Rashi says, let's just read Rashi. In Dibra Masla Areni, Kiven Azai Bishuke Tveria, about halfway in, it says, Ben Azai Hayadoresh Bishuke Tveria, he would, you know, give drushes in the market of Tveria, Velohaya Biyam of Oker Harim Kimoso. There was nobody as, as deep as he was and as sharp as he was. Said all the elders of all the wise people of Israel are like peels of garlic in front of me, except for this bald one. I assume that's a reference to Rabbi Akiva. Um, anyway, so basically, Ravu says, look, I'm in a good mood today. I'm just going to like have open, open session. Ask me anything. So somebody jumped at the opportunity and Amalei Umer Abanan, one of the rabbis said, Lirava to Rava Tapuchim Bechama. So he could have asked Rava anything, and he asked him, How many apples do you need to make an Arab? Alright. Amalei, so Rava said, Bechima Arvin Betapuchin. And Rava responded, Are you even allowed to make an Arab with apples, Bechlau? And then the Gemara says, Huh? Why wouldn't you be able to use apples? What's wrong with apples? After all, didn't we learn in a Mishnah that all food can join together to make a person puzzle with a chatzi pras? What does that mean? So in general, food is not metame a person, right? I guess unless it's an avi avosotoma, but I don't know if food can become an avi avosotoma. It might just only be able to become a rishon. I'm not sure. But um, the assumption is certainly if it's a rishon, or less, it would, uh, food would be unable to be matami a person. But if you eat enough tame food, well then it could be matami to the extent that you can't eat truma immediately afterwards. I guess you'd have to go to the mikvah or something. So how much food, how much tummy food do you have to eat so that you will no longer be able to eat truma? So we say chatsi pras. If you eat enough food that cumulatively it is half of a pras. Now, we know we've, the, the concept of kedeachilas pras has come up in the past. Um, particularly when we talk about the shiurin and the, right, we say that the shear for wheat is that, um, the amount of time you have to wait in a, uh, tame house, which is enough for your clothing to become tame, which is enough, um, for, um, I think that's what it was. But anyways, for, for enough time to eat, um, Achilas pras, which is, we said, half of a bread that is eight eggs worth. So that would be four eggs. And we're saying chatsi pras is half of that, so two eggs. So um, 
all sorts of different foods are able to be mitzayif to create the size of two eggs that if you eat this amount um, and it's tame, well then you won't be able to eat truma. I guess probably have to go to the mikvah or something. Also, uh, all sorts of foods are able to join together to create the required amount, the required shear of two meals worth for an eruv. Okay. And all these foods can also join together to create, as we know, that the shear in order to transfer, you know, for food to be able to transfer tumah is they have to have the size of a kibetza, of an egg. So all different foods can join together to create the size of an egg. So the Gemara wants to say, of course you can use apples. After all, we're saying that all sorts of foods could join together in order to make the um, required amount, the required shear for an Arab that includes apples. So, but then the Gemara says, what, what exactly is the question from that Mishnah? If you're going to say, well, what do you mean what's the question? It says in the Mishnah, all sorts of foods can join together for the, for, for the shear of an Arab. Now, an apple would qualify as all sorts of foods. Apples are after all food. But, think back two days. Yochanan said that you can't just learn things out from general rules. And even though the Mishnah says that you can, right, that all sorts of foods can join together for the share of an Erev, I don't know, you can't rely on that. Then what's the point of the Mishnah if you can't rely on it? But, I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. I don't know. Joshua Kabul Sacher. Learn it and get reward for learning it, even though it's completely not practical. I, I don't know. But, but, but the Gemara says, look, what, are you going to try to bring me a proof from a Mishnah that says that all foods can join together to make an Erev? Well, you can't rely on the Mishnah because you can't rely on general rules. Even if it gives you the exceptions, there still might be more exceptions. All right. Well, so good for that Mishnah then. So, so rather, you have to take it one step further. It says that all sorts of foods can join together to make an Arab. Fine, which we said that we can't use that because you can't just learn things out from general rules. But the very next thing in the Mishnah is that they can also join together for Tomas Ochlin. So therefore, combining those two together, we can now paint a more full picture, which is Now, apples are Shaykh to Tomas Ochlin. Right, and therefore, what we want to say is that we're comparing um, the foods that join together for an Eruv together with foods that can be metamitumas ochlim. Apples are able to be metamitumas ochlim. Therefore, it would make sense to say that they're also usable for an Eruv. Very nice. Okay, so you can use an apple uh, to make an Eruv, or maybe a few apples to make an Eruv. Fine. V'chama, how many apples do you need? So Rav Nachman, tapuchim b'kav. So Rav Nachman says, one calves worth of apples. I don't know exactly how much that is. I guess a few apples. I don't know. Meisve. Um, we have a kasha, however. Ribshim ben Elazar Omer. That we have a brisa in which Ribshim ben Elazar says, Uchla Tavlin, that when it comes to Meiser Ani. Okay, what's Meiser Ani? Who can tell me? My Ani is that we know. Oh, another siren. One second, I'm just gonna pause this till it ends. Wow, there were two sirens going at once. 
I don't, I do not understand why all of a sudden there's just like non-stop sirens in this town. I don't know. Okay. Anyways, um, so my sir, Ani. So, so out of the Shemitah cycle, so on years one and two and four and five, so in addition to Truma and Meiser, you also take Meiser Shani on years three and six. So instead of Meiser Shani, you take Meiser Ani, which is that same 10% that you would do for Meiser Shani. Uh, instead of bringing it to Jerusalem and eating it there, or of course transferring it to money and buying food, you uh, distribute this uh, Meiser to poor people. So what we're saying is there is a minimum amount. You know, if you can afford it, you really shouldn't, you know, there's a minimum amount that you should give to each person. Um, and as Rashi says in the Dibra Maschur of Shimon ben Elazar, so he points out that the positive says, You have to give it. If it's less than the amounts that we're going to list now, so then it wouldn't be considered giving. So, so now, so Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Omer, Uchla Tavlin, so you have to give an Uchla of spices. An Uchla is one eighth of a log. Okay? Vilitra yerek, and one log of a um, of vegetables. The asara goes in. Uh, if you're giving nuts, you got to give ten nuts. Machamisha forsaken five peaches. Vishnei rimonim two pomegranates. The esrog echor and just one esrog. Okay, fine. The amar gurski the amar gursak bardari mishmedir of Menasha bar shaguvli. Who are these people? Mishmedir av. I know who that is. That the same thing applies to in Erev. Okay, that whatever these Shi'urim are for Maiser Ani, the same Shi'ur would apply to in Erev. And says the Gemara, And the Gemara's Kasha is against Rav Nachman. So Rav Nachman said that when it comes to apples, you have to have a Kav of apples for your Erev. Now, the question is that when it comes to Maiser Ani, we said that the minimum amount for peaches is five peaches. So, the Gemara wants to ask that, you know, if, if, we're, if Rav says that the same shear by Maiser Ani would be for Erev, but Maiser Ani, all you need is five peaches, well then, apples are kind of similar to peaches, so wouldn't it make sense to say that by Erev, all you need is five apples so why does Rav Nachman say you need a whole kav I assume that a kav is larger I'm assuming that a kav is larger than five apples and therefore why would Rav Nachman say that you need a whole kav if after all we compare Eruv to Maisarani and by Maisarani you just need five peaches well then apples are kind of like peaches maybe you just need five apples for your Eruv so my answer is interesting answer so the Gemara says well Peaches are more chashuv, they're more important, they're more significant than apples are. And therefore, while all you need is five peaches, you need more apples. And it's very interesting, because what do you see from here? You see from this answer that Muslim Shtei Sudis doesn't mean that you have to have enough food to satisfy you for two meals, right? Because if that was the case, well, if, if we're determining that it's, you know, a meal is five peaches, so then... Um, or not, I mean, if we're saying that the minimum shear, let's say for an ani is five peaches, and we're applying that also to Arab, that'll be the same amount. So then essentially what that means is, is enough to be satisfied with, um, for two meals is going to be five peaches. 
And if that's the case, then the same would apply to apples. But we're saying it's not about, you know, how much it is to be satisfied. It means how much would you normally eat at two meals? And what this means is, what this means is like, if you think about a piece of cake, for example, right? So it doesn't mean that you have to have, you know, two meals worth of cake. I don't know, that might be like, you know, if all you're going to eat is cakes, then maybe you need to have two full cakes. No, it means how much cake would you generally eat at a meal times two? So if you never, you know, if you're going to have, let's say, cake for dessert, maybe you'll have a slice of cake. So you have to have two slices of cake, one for each meal, right? So what it, so what it means is Muslim stay students doesn't necessarily mean the amount of food that it takes you to satisfy you for two meals. It means how much of this particular um, food would you have over the course of two meals. And therefore, what we're saying is that peaches are more chashib than apples are. And therefore, while peaches, maybe, you know, five peaches would be enough for two meals, but peaches are more chashub. They're more important. You're not going to have as much of them. Apples already are, are, are not as chashub as peaches. Therefore, um, you know, it, it would, you would have more of them. You, you know, you wouldn't be as uh, restrained when it comes to apples. You'd have more apples. Interesting. Amr of Yosef, Sharalei Marilu of Menashe Bar Shagvoli. No, Bar Shaguvli. So Rav Yosef says, God will have to forgive Rav Menashe Bar Shaguvli. I told him the statement of Rav that Vechein Be'eruv in the context of the Mishnah that I'm about to explain. And for some reason, Rav Menashe Bar Shaguvli taught Rav's statement of Vechein Le'eruv to Gurski Bardari Gorsak Bardari on that Brisa that you just quoted about Miser Ani. So Rav Yosef is saying, I don't understand why Rav Menashe Bashaguvli changed what I taught him, which was that Rav's statement was on the mission I'm about to explain, and instead exp- taught it to his students um, as going on the Brisa that he just quoted about Miser Ani. All right. Titanan, as we learn in the Mishnah. And Postin the Ani Begorin. So if also in the context of Maiser Ani. Um, so we're saying that we do not give to a poor person when it comes to Maiser Ani less than one half of a Chav Kav Chitin, right? And Postin the Ani Begorin, Mechatsi Kav Chitin. You don't give him less than half a Kav of Chitin, Rekav Soorin. Um, and when it comes to barley, you would give him uh, one full Kav. Rav Meir Omer Chatzikav Sorin. Rav Meir says that also when it comes to barley, it's it, right, it's also half a kav. Fine. V'kav v'chetzi kusmin. If it's spelt, you're going to give him one and a half kavs. V'kav grogris. And when it comes to um, figs, you'll give him one kav. O manadvela. Now, if these are pressed figs, so you'd give him one uh, portion, which I believe is <clears throat> basically eight eggs worth. Rabbi Kiva Omer Pras. Abikiva says pras, which is half that amount, which I guess would be four eggs worth. Vachatsi log yayin, you'd give him half of a log of wine. Abikiva omer revius. Abikiva says all you need to give him is one quarter of a log of wine. Revius shemen, you give him one quarter of a log of oil. Rabbi Akiva omer shminis. Akiva says one eighth of a log of oil. Ushar kol aperis, and when it comes to any other fruits, you would give this uh, ani in by Meiser ani. You would give him enough of any other food so that if he would sell it, he would be able to use that money to buy enough food for two meals. Okay. 
Rav says the same exact thing applies to Erev. So Rav Yosef is saying that he doesn't understand. He taught Rav Menashe Bar Shaguvli, the sta- right? He taught the statement of Rav that v'chein le'erev. He taught that to Rav Menashe Bar Shaguvli in the context of this Mishnah that Rav Yosef just quoted, and he doesn't understand for the life of him why Rav Menashe Bar Shaguvli taught v'chein le'erev regarding that brisa that he quoted about Maaser Ani. So the Gemara says umay umedahai mehach, and the Gemara says like, what's the big deal? Why is Rav Yosef getting so dramatic? Why does it make such a big difference if um, Rav Menashe Bar Shaguvli taught this statement on the Mishnah that Rav Yosef apparently taught it to him upon versus if Rav Menashe Bar Shaguvli taught the statement of Rav regarding the Brisa that Rav Menashe Bar Shaguvli wanted to teach it about? Like, what's the big deal? The net result is the same, that... The halachis of the right, right, the halachis of uh, Maeser Ani apply to Erev. And it's not like the Mishnah and the Bryce are arguing on each other. They're just adding different components, right? The Mishnah is talking, right, that Bryce is talking about peaches and nuts and things like that. This Mishnah is talking about wine and oils and things like that. But, you know, there is no machlokas between the two. And what's the difference if a Menashebat Shaguvli taught Vachain le Erev on the Bryce or the Mishnah? If you're going to say, well, because the b'risa that Rav Menashe Bar Shaguvli mentioned, well, there it talks about needing, um, you know, requiring one-eighth of a log of spices. And spices you can't just eat plain. And we know from yesterday that in an Erev, you have to use something that you can eat immediately, right? That's why we said that immature dates you can't use because you can't eat them immediately, even though you might be able to put them over a fire and then eat them, but you're not doing that now. You need to be able to eat them now. So maybe why Rav Yosef was getting dramatic is because how could Rav Menashe Shaguvli possibly say that the statement of Rav, of V'chein Le'eruv, in the context of that b'risa, that b'risa talks about spices, and spices can't be used as an Eruv. But, Atu Acha Milo Katani Chitin V'sorin V'lav but in that Mishnah that Rav Yosef quoted, um, we're also talking about wheat and barley. You can't eat wheat and barley immediately. You know, you make it into, I don't know, flour and all sorts of stuff. So Ella, Mishum de Katane, Chatsi Log, Yayin, Vamarav, Ma'ayvim Bishtei Ruvi Eos, Shal Yayin. The Gemara answers, the reason why Rav Yosef cared so much is because it, 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 it seems to be clear that Rav's statement is really going on that Mishnah because after all that Mishnah says that you use one half of a log of wine for an Erev. And we also know that Rav says that you make an Erev with two Revi'iases of wine and two Revi'iases of wine is one half of a log of wine, i.e. Um, we know that Rav holds just like that Mishnah, right? So it makes sense that for Rav to say, right? So as the Gemara says, you could step this, uh, the Agosabach Skips the next few words. So that's a rather shmamina ki shmamina. So from the fact that we know that Rav says that when it comes to wine, the shear of wine for an eruv is half a log, which is well, he says two revi'ises, but that's half a log. And the Mishnah says half a log. It makes sense that when Rav also says v'chein be'eruv, that he would be talking about that Mishnah. And that is why Rav Yosef does not understand for the life of him why if he taught 
Rav Menashe Shaguvli that Rav says in the context of this Mishnah, which seems to make a lot of sense because Rav says that the shear of wine for an Eruv is the exact same shear that the Mishnah says. Why would Rav Menashe Shaguvli be saying Rav, Rav's opinion of Vachin Le'eruv um, in the context of uh, some random, well not random, but some other brisa? Why? Omar we said earlier, that different foods can join together for the share of two foods, uh, of two meals for an Eruv. So Rav Yosef thought to say that what this means is that you have to have, meaning two foods, let's say, can join together to make your, um, you know, two meals worth for your Eruv. But Rav Yosef thought to say that you'd have to have one meal's worth of, let's say, I don't know, let's say you had meat and chicken. So you'd have to have one meal's worth of meat and another meal's worth of chicken. But not like, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So, Amr Le Rabba, Rabba responded to Rav Yosef, No, it doesn't literally have to be so neat. You know, you don't need one meal of this and one meal of that. And that's what it means that they can be mitzvah for the Arab. No, you can even have a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Even if it's a, you know half of this and half of that or a third or a quarter and as long as you know in total there is enough for two meals well then you got yourself an Erev Gufa we said earlier Amr Rav said Rav so you can make an Erev with two Revi'iyos of wine do you really need so much wine? First of all, two revi'is of wine is, is not very much. It's basically like a glass of wine, essentially. Ve'atanya. Um, how much... Ve'atanya, uh, but we learn in the Bible. Rebshim ben Elazar, Omer. Says Rebshim ben Elazar. Ya'in k'deilechobo. That you need in your Eruv enough wine. I think it's talking about an Eruv. Unless he's talking about... Uh, he might still be talking about Maiserani. Hmm. I'm not sure, actually. It's a good question. I know because Shimon Elazar keeps on talking about uh, Meister Ani, but either way, the the the, the assumption is certainly that whatever Shimon Elazar is saying, it would be relevant to Eruv. That's for sure. Um, either because he's saying it about Eruv or because he's saying it about Meister Ani. But we basically say that the Shurim by Meister Ani are the same thing by Eruv. So Shimon Elazar Omer So when it comes to Rayan that you need enough wine just in order to eat it, meaning in order to dip your bread into wine and eat that. I guess that was sometimes a thing to like take bread, dip it in wine, and you can eat it. Um, so that's all you need, just like enough like dipping wine, not not two revios to drink. So you need enough vinegar in order to be able to dip stuff into the vinegar, and we're going to explain all these things in a minute. And enough um, olives and onions that you would be able, right, enough olives and onions that you would eat over the course of two meals. Fine, we're going to explain all these things. But the question is, so why would Rav require so much wine that, you know, two revios of wine if apparently we have a brisa that says that all you really need is enough wine to dip your bread into, which is less than that. So the Gemara answer is a very interesting answer. That brisa is talking about cooked wine. That you don't normally drink cooked wine. You use cooked wine for dipping. 
And because you use cooked wine for dipping, so that's why it's, it's a lesser amount. But when Rob says that you, for your Erev, you would need two Revi'ios, that is non-cooked wine, i.e. drinking wine. And to drink wine, you would have more, you would have two Revi'ios. What's interesting is, is that we're saying that specifically cooked wine is for dipping, non-cooked wine is for um, drinking. Interesting in sort of the whole uh, discussion about uh, Yayin Mevushal and things like that, the Gemara seems to be saying that they would drink wine, you know, drinking wine is, 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 is non-Mevushal wine. Interesting. Omar Mar. So we also said earlier, as we just said, Chometz Kidei Letabel Bo, that for your Erev, you'll have enough vinegar in order to dip in it. So Amr of Gidl, Amr Rav, Kdeletabobo Mazen Yerek. So if Gidl says the name of Rav, what this means is enough vinegar that if you have two vegetable-based meals, so you would have enough vinegar to dip all your vegetables in it. Okay? Igida Amre, Amr of Gidl, Amr Rav, Yerek Anecho Sudis. No. So there are those who say that Rav Gidl, Amr Rav says something slightly different, which is not a meal that is comprised essentially of vegetables and you'd have to have enough uh, vinegar for all those vegetables. No, what it means is that the amount of vegetables that you would generally eat over the course of two meals, so enough vinegar to be able to dip those vegetables into it, which is going to be less than if the entire meal consisted of vegetables. Okay. So if you want to make your Erev with onions or with olives, so you have to have enough onions or olives that you would eat during two meals. But do you make an Erev with onions? But we learn in the Bible, so I'm Reb Shimon ben Elazar. Says Reb Shimon ben Elazar, Pamachas Shabbos Reb Meir be Ardiska. One time, Reb Meir was spending Shabbos in a uh, town called Ardiska. And a certain fellow came before Reb Meir. And he said to Reb Meir, I made an Erev and I use for my air of onions so that I can get to Tivin. What this means is that this person wanted to get to a place called Tivin on Shabbos. Now, Tivin was more than 2,000 Amas away from where he lived. So what he did was he made an air of Chatseris somewhere in the middle so that he'll be able to get from that, you know, essentially travel from his town to get to his Eruve Chatseris and then continue another 2,000 Amos after his Eruve Chatseris. No, not Eruve Chatseris, Eruve Tchumen. So he made an Eruve Tchumen um, you know, uh, outside of his, t- so, a Ruve Tchumen somewhere in the middle, so that he'll be able to travel from his town to get to that Eruve Tchumen and then continue an additional 2,000 Amos and get to this place called, um, Tivin. Now, along the way was also, um, this place called Ardiska where Reb Meir was. Now, Ardiska was already, um, outside of the 2,000 Amos from his town. And as long as this Eruve Tchumen was made of acceptable ingredients, of acceptable foods, well then it would be no problem. However, if this Eruve Tchumen was not a kosher Eruve Tchumen, well then he had no right traveling to Ardiska because that was already 2,000 Amas away from his house. Okay, So he relied on this Eruv nonetheless and he made it all the way to Ardiska and it was Shabbos and he says to Rabbi Meir, hey Rabbi Meir, you know, by the way, the reason why I was able to travel here from my house was because I made an Eruv, an Eruv Etchumen along the way, and the food that I used for my Mosin Shtei Sudis was onions. So, 
Veoshivo Rabmeir Ba'arba Amas Shalom. Rabmeir says, don't move for the rest of Shabbos. Basically, what Rabmeir was saying is that your Erev is not a good Erev. You've already walked more than 2,000 Amas away from your house and do not move because you cannot work, walk any further. So, what do we see? So we see that, you, that, that clearly onions don't work for an Erev. So how come we're saying that if you want to make an Erev with onions, it has to be enough for the amount of onions that you'd eat over the course of two meals? So, Lokasha Abba'alim Abba'imaos. So the answer is, well, it depends which part of the onion you used. If you use like the bulb of the onion, if you use like the part of the onion that we generally use, so then that would be fine. You can use that. If you use the leaves of the onion, then that would be a problem. And this fellow, he made an eruve tumen with the leaves of an onion. The Tanis we learn in If a fellow eats um, onions and then he wakes up in the morning and he dies, we don't say, hmm, I wonder what he died from. It's obvious what he died from. He died from the onion leaves. All right. Shmuel, says Shmuel the doctor, so Shmuel clarifies for us that exactly. It's talking about the onion leaves, but if it was the onion bulb itself, that would be a problem. And if you died in the morning, we could ask the question and say, I wonder why this fellow died. All right. And even when it comes to eating the leaves, uh, we say it's only a problem. If they're not the size of a zeris. A zeris is the size from your thumb to your pinky. Like this amount, if you're watching the video. And if you're not, then just look at the space from your thumb to your pinky. Okay. But if um, the leaves are large enough that they're the size of a zeris, well then uh, it's mature enough that it won't kill you. And I guess you could probably then use it for an Erev. So Papa points out, that it's only dangerous if you don't drink beer afterwards. If you drink beer afterwards, then it's fine. And interestingly, Rav Papa often, uh, you see him making statements about beer like this, and conveniently he was in the beer business. So it was good PR. Saves you from dying from um, onion leaves. Person shouldn't eat onions because of the poison that's in it. There was a story with um, um, Rav Papa, no, not Rav Papa, with Rav Chanina. Rav Chanina ate um, half of an onion, which of course included half of its poison. And he got um, sick. And he was going to die. So all of his friends um, prayed for him, and then he lived. Because I guess the world still needed Rav Chanina. So um, he was able to not die. Very nice. Amr Abzera said Abzera, Amr Shmuel in the name of Shmuel. Sheikhar ma'arvin ba'ol fosal samikva v'shloshes lugin. So beer, you can use beer um, in your eruve. Uh, well, in your eruv, you can use beer in your eruv. And also, if there is three logs of beer in a mikvah, so then the mikvah will be possible. Okay. Maskeflor of Kana Pshita. So of Kana says that's obvious. So of Kana says it's obvious that three logs of beer will make the mikvah possible because why should beer be any different than colored water? And colored water possibles the mikvah the tnan, as we learn in a Mishnah Biosi Omer made seven posts in the mikvah. Bishlosh is lugin that colored water 
will make your mikvah apostle if there's three logs of it. So if colored water makes your mikvah apostle, well, why should I assume that beer should be any different? Amrihasam, they say it's different because over there, because um, colored water is called just that, colored water. So therefore, it makes sense to assume that that's mayim shi'uvin, that it's, you know, water that's not allowed for the mikvah and apostle the mikvah. But this is called beer. It's not called, I don't know, barley, water, carbonated, fermented drink. It's called beer. And therefore, uh, I might not necessarily assume that beer would be postal the mikvah, so that is what Reb Zeri is telling us in the name of Shmuel, that beer is in fact postal the mikvah if there are three logs of it. And how much beer do you need in order to make a Erev? So Rav Acha Breed of Yosef was in front of, I guess his father Rav Yosef, and he thought to say, Betrain Riv Eshechra, that you need two, not Riviuses, right? Usually a Rivius, I believe, implies a quarter of a log, but this is talking about a quarter of a kav, i.e. one log, right? And we're saying Betrain Riv Eshechra, so you need two logs of beer. So whereas by wine, you would need two quarters of a log of wine, i.e. half of a log of wine. Here with beer, Rav Achabed of Yosef thought to say that you, you would need four times the amount of beer, um, meaning four times the amount of wine. Well, whatever the amount of wine is, times four is how much beer you would need, which is two logs of beer. How come? Kiditanan, as we learn in the Mishnah, Motzi Yayin, so when it comes to Otsah, we know all about Otsah from Masech to Shabbos. So when it comes to wine, if you're going to take that out from Shusayachet to Shusarabim, Kedem Meziga Sako. So your Chayv, if you take out enough um, wine that you would put, you know, pour it into a cup and then mix it together with water. So, so however much wine you would put into the cup before you would then mix in the water. So that is uh, how much wine you'd be Chayv if you take out. So, vitani Allah, and it was taught about it, this means enough wine that you would put and mix into a, uh, a very nice, beautiful cup. My kosyafe, what's this very nice, beautiful cup? Koshal bracha, ah, the, uh, a cup that you'd make a bracha on, maybe kiddish, something like that. Okay, vamar of nachman, amar abba baravua. Koshal bracha, tsarach shebo rova revias, kideshim zigenu viyamara revias. And Rav Nachman says the name of Rabbi Baravua that a kosha bracha, you put in a quarter of a revius. I mean, well, no, a revius of a log. Is that what we said? Rova revius. Well, one quarter of a revius. I guess a quarter of a revius of a kav. All these reviuses are like, you have to keep track of what's what. But this means a quarter of a log, right? Meaning, and I think that's just like a plain old revius. So a quarter of a log of wine. So that when you add the water, you will have one total of a log of wine. And it's like Rava, the Amarava, Kochamid Lodari Alchad Maya Lav That any wine that you don't have to add three parts water to it, it's not really considered strong enough, it's not really considered good wine. So what Rav Nachman is saying in the name of Rav Baravua, that a kosha bracha, you put in a quarter of a log of wine, and then you add three parts water, and now you get your log of wine total. And fine, Vikatani Seifa. And we say in that Seifa of that same uh, Mishnah, that all other 
mashkin is not a quarter of revius, it's rather a complete revius, i.e. it's a complete log, right? All other mashkin and also, you know, uh, dirty waters. But, um, so what do we see? That all other mashkin, so whereas wine, you're chayev for otza'ah when it comes to a quarter of a log. However, all other mashkin, including beer, you'll be chayev for otza'ah and Shabbos when it is a full log. And since when it comes to Otsah and Shabbos, the, uh, the amount of beer that you would take out and be chayef for is four times the amount that you'd be chayef for for wine. So, let's say here as well, when it comes to Eruv, it would be four times the amount of beer as wine. And we know that wine is half a log, right? As Rav said, and as that Mishnah had said, two revises of wine. So that's half a log of wine. So beer would be four times that amount, which is two logs of wine, of beer. That is what Rav Acha Breda Rav Yosef wanted to argue. Vilohi, but it's not the case. That when it comes to Otsa, what's important is what's significant. What's important. And when it comes to significance, so wine is significant at a revius. Beer is significant at two logs. Aval Hacha, Low, uh, so you can, there, there's a different gear, so it changes low Davide or to Avide. So, Avalhacha, Avide inche de Shasu Kasa Betsafa Vikasa Bifani Vesamchi Lavayu. However, when it comes to Eruv, it's about having Mazun Shte Sudis, you know, enough beer for two meals. And there are people who drink a cup of beer in the morning, or Vias essentially, a beer in the, a Vias Halog, a quarter of a log of beer in the morning, another quarter of a log of beer in the evening, and that's enough for them. So even though, you know, in terms of chashivos and for Shabbos, you would require two logs of beer, in terms of, um, in terms of uh, Eruv, it would be about what people drink, and two quarters of a log, i.e. the same shear of wine, would be enough for um, Eruv. And there's another siren, so I'm just going to pause this, I'll be right back. Okay, I hope you enjoyed your break. Tomorrow in Bahama, how many dates do you need? Um, oh, another siren. I'll be right back. All right, let's try that again. Tomorrow in Bahama. So if you want to make um, your Arab with uh, dates, so how much dates do you need? So I'm Rabbi Yosef. Tomorrow in Bahama. So Rabbi Yosef said, oh, okay, if you want to make an Arab with dates, so you use a Kav of dates. I'm Rabbi Yosef. And Rav Yosef says, how do I know that if you're making an Erev with dates, you use a Kav of dates? Titan is, we learn in the Bible, Acha grogros v'shilem tamarim, tavo ala bracha. That if a person ate a, um, grog, uh, you know, if a person ate figs of truma by accident, and now he has to pay them back, if instead of paying back with figs, he paid back with dates, well, he should mamish be blessed. He did a very, um, you know, generous thing. So, hey, dami. Now, what exactly is the relationship between figs and dates that by, you know, when he ate the figs by accident and he paid them back with dates, it was such a generous thing that he did. If we're saying that, well, he ate a dollar's worth of figs and he paid back a dollar's worth of dates, well, right? So, my tavala bracha. So then what's so generous about what he did? He ate it, right? So swap, I said dollar. Swap out dollar for zuz. So then what, so what is the big chiddush over here? He ate a zuz worth of figs. He's paying back the equivalent zuz, but instead of figs, of dates. So like what, what's so generous about what he did? He ate a zuz worth, he returned a zuz worth. 
So Elalav, so says of Yosef, it must be Lefimida. No, it must be what's so generous about what he did is that he's returning the same, you know, measure of what he ate of figs. He's returning in dates and the dates, that same measure is worth a lot more, right? He ate, let's say, a kilo of figs and he's returning a kilo of dates and the price of a kilo of dates is more expensive than of figs. The Achomine griva de grogris de shavyazuza so what it means that he ate a certain measure of figs that are worth one zuz and he's returning the same measure of but of dates which are worth four zuz. That is what is so um, generous about what he did. And it says that he should be blessed for what he did. So Alma So we see that dates are more chashuv than figs and we saw in the Mishnah that we quoted earlier with Rav Yosef, that he said that Rav says, uh, in that Mishnah it said that the Shi'ur for um, Meiser Ani, which we're saying is the same for Eruv, is a Kav of figs. And therefore, if we're now arguing that dates are more expensive than figs, well then certainly, um, you know, a, a Kav of dates would be more than enough for your Eruv. So Alma Tamar Madife, fine. So um so Amalayabai, so Abai says to Yosef, the Olam the Achal Mine Bizuza become a shalim bizuza. Abai responds to Yosef and he says, Look, I could argue that what it means is that he ate one zuz worth of figs and he returned one zuz worth of dates. Well, if that's the case, then Umaitavala Bracha. Well then why should he be blessed? What's so generous about what he did? He ate he accidentally ate the value of a Zuz, and he returned that same exact value. What's so special? So the Gemara answers, what's so special is the Achomine midi de lo zabina become shanle midi de kafetzale zabina. So apparently, um, it's easier to sell dates than it is to sell figs. And even though he is returning the same exact value that he ate, but it's going to be much easier for him to, you know, I guess dates are more popular than figs are. And therefore, even though it's the same dollar amount, or in this case, Zuz amount, but he's giving something that is more beloved. Um, and, and therefore, so in the context of selling, the reason why I'm, I'm not saying selling is because um, we're talking about Truma here. Why, why would he ate Truma Baxin? Why would he be selling it? But I guess the point is something that is a lot more popular. So therefore, even though he's giving the same value, but he's giving back the same value of something that is more beloved. But in terms of value, uh, they, they, they could very well be the same amount or maybe even figs cost more than dates, you know, and, and therefore maybe you need more than a cob of dates in order to, uh, for your air of it. So based on a buy, it's, it, it's inconclusive. You cannot assume that dates are more expensive than figs. And therefore, if a cob of figs works, works, then certainly a cob of dates work, not necessarily. Shtisa, when it comes to shtisa, which is we've seen it pop up uh, every so often. I think it's like some kind of porridge kind of thing. Some kind of like roasted like flour and then um, oil and honey and stuff. Amrav Acha Bar Pinchas Treshaguse. So if you want to make a um, Eruv with shtisa, you need two spoonfuls of it. Kisane, if you want to make a um, Eruv with roasted grains, well then Amrabai Tre Bune de Pumpadisa. You need to use to Bune de Pumpadisa. Amr Abai, Amr Li Aim. Abai said that his mother, i.e. like his nurse that raised him, said, Hani kisane malu These roasted grains are good for your heart. 
Umuvatlin machshavta, and they're also they they get rid of any bad sort of fears that you might have. Vamar Abai and says Abai, Amr li'ei, my mother, my nurse told me, Haiman de Islay chulsha de liba, somebody who has a weak heart. Laisi bistro de atma yamina de dichra. So what you should do is you should take um meat from the right thigh of a ram. Vilaisi kabuya de reisa de nisan, and then take um dung from a cattle. Uh, from the month of Nisan, ve'ileka kabuy de reisa. But if you don't have dung from cattle from the month of Nisan, laisi sugiani de arvasa. So then you could take twigs from a willow tree, v'nechbave, and you could burn either the dung or the twigs, depending on what you have available. V'nechol, and then oh, and then you cook the meat on that dung or twigs. V'nechol and uh, eat it. V'nishte basrechamer and drink it with wine, uh, marka with um, diluted wine, and then uh, your heart issues will be. History. Uh, friends, uh, we'll stop there. That was Daf Chavtes uh, of Mesechta Irvin. So, I mean, the main theme was basically just different types of things that you can use for an Erev. So we talked about using apples for an Erev. Rav Nachman said that was a kav of apples. We talked about using wine for an Erev. Rav had said that uh, you need two um, revias of lo- two quarters of a lobe of wine for two meals. And we talk about vinegar, onions, olives, beer, dates. Um, you know, beer we said you would need. Um, I think we concluded that it was the same amount as wine. Um, dates. Rav Yosef wanted to say a kav. Abai said you can't necessarily assume that it's a kav because you don't necessarily know. You can't necessarily prove the price of dates relative to figs. And then uh, some interesting things from Abai's mom about fixing your broken heart or your weak heart. I don't know. Have a great day. Peace. Bye.